Welcome back to Improve Something Today. I'm Brian. Uh, each episode, I bring you an idea from the world of lean and continuous improvement. And I'm here today joined by my colleague, Fabian Jimenez. We will be talking about respect for people, which is such an exciting and important topic. I feel like respect for people is the first thing that goes out the window in a great many botched lean implementations. And uh, Fabian is uh, a very thoughtful and skilled and incredibly talented person. Uh, I love working with him on projects and I love chatting with him. And I'm glad that uh, we will all get to see what he has to say about this important topic. So with no further ado, I bring you Fabian. So I'm here with my friend, Fabian Jimenez. He's a colleague of mine over at Unify Consulting here in the Pacific Northwest. Fabian, it is a delight to speak with you today. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Brian. Thank you so much for having me on. been looking forward to doing this for a while. Fabian, you and I have worked on a couple of smaller uh, lean projects, and we've we've tried to go after some bigger projects, and I just really uh, enjoy spending time with you, and I feel like I learn something every time I, I spend a few minutes with you. So thanks so much for uh, for coming on. Do you want to say a word or two about your, your background, or do you just want to get into the, the topic? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about uh, my background. So I've actually been practicing lean for a little over 15 years. Uh, started in healthcare and actually started there um, doing some point improvements uh, as uh, a local um, healthcare and delivery system uh, organization was trying to get ramped up through a grassroots effort. And I've been able to work in various parts of the healthcare um, industry, you know, from delivery to uh, the payer side and human resources and pharmacies and labs and, and everything in between, even construction, which was actually probably one of my most fun projects we ever did. So I've been, uh, I think, just really blessed to be able to um, have all those experiences and hoping to share some of those insights that I've been able to glean through those experiences with others. Awesome. Well, the topic I wanted to talk with you about is uh, is respect for people. And I guess just to set it up, at least the way I talk about it in terms of defining like what the hell is lean, I'll state it as this project by which we try to get as much customer value as we can. We do that through continuous improvement and we do it with respect for people. And I know there's different ways to kind of lay that out. But to my mind, the search for customer value is fairly easy to understand, at least in theory. And then it gets complicated when you start asking, you know, who are our customers and the, uh, how do we measure value and how do we know what's good and continuous improvement. There's a whole sort of ball of wax, but I imagine people seeing it some sort of like facilitated discussion and like charts and plans and PDSA cycles uh, and respect for people. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, Fabian, but I sure have of standing that up as an idea and seeing some blank faces. In fact, I even remember one group, this was a group of middle managers in a local government agency some years ago who I could tell actually felt a little bit insulted by that as part of the framework in terms of, yeah, of course we have respect for people. You know, we respect our people. Does this mean we're being disrespectful? 
And all that to say that I think respect for people is very important and sometimes a little bit hard to wrap your head around. And I'm hoping that that's a topic we can dive in today. Does that sound good to you? That sounds great. And I just love that introduction, the sense that there's so much that, that sort of uh, is queued up there in the sense of really the definition of who the customer is when you talked about, you know, people getting insulted. And so they just, there's some assumptions behind what respectful people means to them. And if you remind them about it, then they feel like, oh, are you saying that maybe I don't do that? And so, yeah, uh, definitely something good to clarify, because when you start talking about what it actually means, how does it look, what does it look like? And then who does it involve? Then it becomes very clear, oh, there is so much to do there. And I bet everybody has some opportunity to, to make improvements in that regard. So Fabian, why don't we start with this? If you could give me a little bit of a run through of what respect for people means to you, what would be the first couple of things you would say about respect for people? You know, Brian, I, I love simplicity. And so I'm going to keep it super simple. Um, as I've been reflecting on, on, on that sort of definition, what really comes to mind is um, setting people up for success. Right. And it is really about bringing the best for people through a process or circumstances or the work, whatever that is. Right. And so and, and considering all of the parties involved in that delivery of that particular product or service. And so that's kind of what I think about just simply is just setting people up to be the best version of themselves and also of the products and services that are delivered. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, and and it seems like a powerful message to come in with at maybe at the outset of a continuous improvement engagement, or if you're trying to introduce these uh, lean principles to somebody so that they can figure out how to build them into the work they do. And you know, how do I deploy this inside my organization? So I'm wondering, Fabian, what would you tell somebody if, they were to ask you, you know, how do I get started doing that? What are some of the things that I can go and do to start building in respect for people, especially in a context where with, uh, you know, a, a lean transformation or continuous improvement, we know we're going to be changing a lot of things. We know that people might see things changing around them. We don't want them to feel left out of the change and know that they can participate in it. Uh, what are some things that uh, that you advise your clients or other people you work with to do as a way of enabling or enacting respect for people? That's a really great question. I think the way I'm going to sort of break this down is to talk about, well, what is what does it look like? You know, what would, what would the experience of somebody who is being respected in a particular process, organization, what would they feel? What would it look like? What could you tangibly see? And for, for me, it's an engagement of, of three things. It's, first of all, an engagement of their heads, their intellect, their skills, uh, the best they can bring, uh, their experiences um, to a particular area. Uh, secondly, it's engagement of their heart. You know, somebody who is engaged in the purpose and the delivery and believes in what they're doing, um, that maybe there's some good that they're bringing, uh, not not just to themselves or to the organization, but maybe to the world at large. And then finally, once you have those two, I think you really do get to start to engage people's hands, right? The work that they bring. And so that brings the best version of, of the work and output um, of the work that they do when they believe in what they're doing and when they're 
they're in a position or role uh, that engages uh, the skills uh, that they're maybe strongest in or have an interest in developing. And so, again, engagement of head, heart, and hands, you'll see the results, you see the outcomes. That's what it looks like. And so when you, when you walk into an organization and you see people who are just like fired up and they just love what they do um, and you just see great, get a great experience from whatever product you get, whatever service you get, um, people who are working with purpose, that's what it feels like as opposed to somebody who's there just delivering because, you know, they're being told what to do. That's a very different experience. I think each of us, you know, as we go through our daily lives, um, can think probably of some places where you can see where engagement has happened and, and places where it hasn't, for sure. So as I think about like, well, how do you get there? And so I guess one of the things um, that I would think about is maybe some stepping stones, right, on the path towards towards that level of engagement. It, it, it is really about, you know, skills. There is there's some level of skill, either there's some a skill that somebody brings that they're really strong at, or we give people opportunities to develop skills to further build out their tool belts, right? And they're going to take that with them for the rest of their lives. That's respectful. And, you know, when we talk about continuous improvement, there's ways of doing that through standard work and steady flow, removing waste, and there's all of that, right? Um, so when you do that right, then you give people an opportunity to be able to, to learn, right? And to be able to grow as individuals. And people start to then, you know, believe in themselves and being able to do things that maybe they couldn't before. Um, you say clear expectations. People know exactly what's expected of them and they don't have to worry whether they're doing a great job. They know exactly how, how they're performing and where they're succeeding and where their areas to, to grow and develop some more. Um, you assume goodwill and good intent, right? You don't hire somebody and have them be a part of your team and then you're just um, – a little bit wondering, like, you know, what are they up to? Are they up to no good? You know, kind of a thing. You know, you just assume goodwill and good intent. And when something doesn't go right, you assume that they tried their best. And then we have to sort of help them, you know, to the next level. Um, you give people purpose. And then, um, as we mentioned earlier, so people believe in what it is they're doing and why they're doing it. Um, and then finally, there's some level of, of, of benefit, right? They have to show the benefits for themselves, um, you know, and somehow it will just benefit them in their lives, you know, from what the work that they're doing. So I, I would say, again, those are the stepping stones to getting that level of engagement of head, heart, and hands. And I, and I hope that you can see that when you've taken that pathway, you know, you're taking your, your, your teams through that pathway, then um, you do really set people up for success. You've laid out a couple of the stepping stones towards respect for people, and that's a really great way of thinking about it. One thing I've really felt and, and frankly struggled with in some of my client work around lean and continuous improvement is that acting on respect for people or, you know, implementing some of what you laid out as the stepping stones can end up feeling like a real loss of control for, you know, supervisors or managers or leadership. Because if they go down that path, things will be changing. The, the relationship they have to the work that they're responsible for is going to change a little bit, right? Because they're going to have people uh, using their hands to solve some of those problems and to drive continuous improvement. And that can feel like a loss of control or a, uh, maybe a, a not entirely pleasant change for management and, and leadership. It's something I've seen many times, right, where people want to support this, but it can feel hard to do. For a typical, you know, 
top-down manager, it is going to be difficult and maybe even impossible, right? To make the leap from just telling people what to do and expecting them to just get it done by any means necessary, as opposed to a leader, somebody who is there to pave the way and guide their staff and sacrifice for their teams and by doing the work necessary to help them succeed. I think it depends on the leader uh, in the sense of how what their personal philosophy is in terms of what leadership looks like. And so I would say for a, a, a good leader, right, one that, one that is invested and is a servant to their staff, then I think this is a very natural way for them to, to be able to do that. And it's simply a matter of implementing maybe a, a few different tools or tactics. Uh, but I think a lot of it will just sort of fit naturally into how they lead anyway. And you can really uh, see the difference when you are working with a team who has a leader um, that they believe really cares for them uh, and works hard for them and supports them and who, somebody who has their back. Um, then, then that there's just a harmonious sort of, rhythm that occurs there that this type of i think respect for people like implementation if we were to talk about about it that way um would just sort of fit in right it, it wouldn't even be sort of a stretch um and then I've, I've also been on the other side where i've seen uh other managers supervisors who are used to just you know um for lack of a better term you know just just cracking the whip right or laying the law down and, and saying, this is what it needs to get done. Just get it done. I don't care, you know, how it gets done. Then those uh, types of managers will not succeed uh, in this way. It will be much of a stretch and oftentimes um, do not continue in that process, um, you know, and, and choose to find maybe a different place to, to, to do their work. <laughs> um, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen it both ways. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's part of, you know, as a consultant, we come in and sort of just sort of meet people and just meet them where they are and try to help them grow. And some people will choose to take on the challenge and others will choose not to, and they'll, they'll step out of that role and, and, um, make way for somebody else who, who can do that. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if an organization chooses to practice true lean, um, then that's the line that it will hold with its, with its leaders because it ha- needs to happen at every level, right? It can't just be window dressing, can't just be talk. It's actually got to be put into practice because that actually shows what you believe in. You know, what do you, how do you work? What do you do? How do you measure it? That really shows who you are as opposed to uh, what you might say in a PowerPoint or in a meeting room. That makes me think of one part of respect for people that is really important to me, which is that idea of assuming good faith or assuming a sort of right intention. And, you know, you mentioned how in order for this to work, it has to work, it has to operate across every level of the organization. What that means to me is that a lot of people are going to have to adjust their thinking, not necessarily in lockstep, and that's just not how people operate, as part of this program. A big part of what that assume good faith phrase really means is that even if there is a an employee or a manager or whoever out there who, who does feel really stuck in terms of they're feeling stretched or pulled or pushed by some of what's going on, um, to just give it a give it a shot to try it out and see what it's like to work in this slightly new way and think about 
problems and opportunities in the work in a slightly new way uh, and see how it works for them. Um, because it is the sort of thing where it's very easy for one person, especially if it is kind of a chain of command kind of thing, for one person to kind of sit back and cross their arms and decide that something is not going to work or they're not going to support it. And a big part of what we can try to do as people who are facilitating these kinds of transformations is try to help those people along too. It's not just the people out there doing, you know, delivery or the, the quote unquote doers of the work that need our support in order to make these transformations. Uh, I mean, that, that, that touches them. That's a very good point about respect for people. It does look like that sometimes you do have to sort of recognize when somebody is not a good fit for the role, you know, despite best attempts or even a desire to do so. Uh, not everybody is is a perfect fit for every role. And so part of respect for people does include um, providing people opportunities to be able to uh, get into a role where they will shine more, right? And um, not forcing people to, to be in a role that um, they just don't love or they're just not a good fit for. Um, and that's okay too. That's all respectful. And so then, you know, I've also seen that, 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 seen that experience or had the experience of seeing people who were not good good fits for a certain role and then they moved on to a different role and they shined and their lives were changed right and so um that's what, at the end of the day that was respectful you set them up for success it wasn't here it was over there and now um customers are getting the benefits of somebody who's in the in a role that's better fit for them and is getting better products and services and the team is working better i think it all it all works great and that and that's okay to that's okay too and to your point uh it is not just for the workers but it also uh, is for for leaders right so uh, leaders who do not want to you know maybe adapt to a particular way of leading that looks different than what they've been doing you know they may choose out of, of that role too and, and may choose to work differently and others will will choose to take on the challenge and and shift and i've also seen them um sort of success uh, be more successful and be happy because now they feel like um they have some permission to be able to lead in a way that and then they're also growing right and developing themselves so We've sort of been talking a little bit about, you know, the roles, right? Like who, who's, when we talk about respect for people, well, what people, right? And a lot of times uh, I think people just assume it's it's the frontline workers, right, that are delivering the value. But I think it also, I think it, it needs to encompass um, thinking about it a little bit in a broader scope of the the manager, the leadership, you know, the owner of the business, uh, customers, and the frontline workers, people delivering the value. I think it involves all of those people because, you know, when you're doing some level of improvement, um, if you're focused just on one role, it's going to be really easy to, quote unquote, res respect somebody and move waste over to somebody else. Um, and now, even though one group of people maybe feels more respected, you've shifted the burden over to one of those other roles, you know. A lot of times ends up being the manager that kind of has to pick up extra burden to do something, and that's not respectful either. And so I think we have to take take all into account. It's in the same way that we say, you know, if 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 one of us is not being respected, then none of us are being respected, because then you're simply at the whim of where is the respect going to shift to today or tomorrow, right? And so we need to make sure that we're thinking about all those roles when we think about respect for people. Um, 
And uh, I guess the final point I would make is that when you don't have respect for people, um, then what you will see in an organization is um, organization applying lean tools and methodologies like a hammer, right? You'll get some good results for a little while for as long as people will tolerate um, that sort of practice, but without the respect for people, they won't, right? After a while, they'll just like say, you know what, I can, I can do this work somewhere else um, with more respect um, or just a completely different role. And so, again, uh, lean, as we've mentioned, is comprised of two pillars, continuous improvement and respect for people. And they both have to go hand in hand and having a good understanding of what, of what respect for people includes, what it looks like and how do we practice that, how do we measure it, um, really is going to be pivotal to whether an organization will continue on their lean journey or it will fade out um, with you know, a bunch of collateral damage along the way. So... Um, thanks for bringing me on today to talk about this topic. It's something I believe in strongly and some that I, that I hope to continue to learn more about and, and be able to uh, apply you know, in my daily work. Thank you for coming on and, and chatting with me about this, baby. And this was really, uh, really fascinating. And I can tell you that the uh, head, heart, and hands uh, approach that you shared is something that, that will stick with me after we leave this. That's a really, that's a really great way of, of approaching this. And yeah, this is a really good peek under the hood of respect for people. Like, what, what is this actually about and what is it for? So thanks again, Fabian. This is awesome. And I look forward to uh, our next conversation or opportunity to collaborate on something. It can't come soon enough. Thanks for having me on, Brian. Appreciate the time.